Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Fistle Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Gets the snap, waits, flushed out of the pocket, starts to run, and he's going to run to the 20, to the 15. Oh, and he take a hit on a slide, and there's no flag, and now we got a scrum going. And markers everywhere, we got a full-blown Pierce Sixer. DeMar Hamlin made the oh late my. hit on a sliding Kenny Pickett, and James Daniels went out of control. And he's near the Buffalo bench, which is enemy territory. It was not a good place to be. Well, I didn't see a flag on the initial hit, and there should have been one. Because no he slid. Question. Well, we'll see if they get it sorted out. There's a bunch of flags on the field. Yeah, they, everybody who had a flag threw one. <laughs> I guess that was that moment. Everybody threw it. But, Max, I got to tell you something. James Daniels and this offensive line is incrementally making improvements, and they're moving along. But James Daniels is the guy that I saw in a Bears uniform on tape in the offseason. I know prior to this, you and I had been talking, and I was like, you know, I just haven't quite seen – I have not seen him as I saw him when he was playing for the Bears. And just the last couple weeks, he has been improving and, and, and showing himself to be a leader up front and getting this offense nailed down and what he did and coming to take care of Kenny and stuff like that. Again, that's a step forward in the leadership room. He was followed closely by Kevin Dotson and the rest of the Hogs. And, you know, that's the way – that's what you got to do. You got to take care of your guy. I got no problems whatsoever with what James Daniels did, and I like the fact that he took a uh, proactive measure in dealing with what was going on in Buffalo at that moment. I don't either. I mean, you know, th- this is what you're supposed to do. This is what like, we do, he right? He ain't wrong, yeah. as I'll say. He ain't wrong. Um, when you see someone taking liberties to play a little bit beyond or stress to the edge of what responsibility is and take a t- take a cheaper shot, I don't want to hear about Oh, you know, it was boom, boom, boom. No, no, that it was it was a tick too late. And these guys are 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 fine enough athletes. You knew what he was trying to do in that moment. Yep. He wasn't diving head first. He he, he was di- he was diving 
you know, like like he was going down a slip and slide, yeah. right? You know, mm-hmm. back down and you know, feet up. And so you still took that opportunity to take a shot in the back. And no, that that doesn't fly anywhere, you know, and especially not on Sundays uh, between the white lines. And so I I was in full support. In fact, you know, Miles Jack w- was also in full support because Miles was ready to run across the field <laughs> until he got held back. And I thought that was a cool thing to see from our vantage point on the sidelines was that you knew, okay, it's brotherhood right now. I was like, listen, listen, one one fight we all fight. That, that That's the motto. Exactly. And, how, and that was our mantra in our offensive line room, and I know it's the same in yours, Wolf. It's just – you must protect your like. I take it personal. Very personal. You know, it, yeah. you know, if you're especially if you're going to hit the guy that I'm charged with, with with protecting, even if he won't protect himself in certain situations. Right. I I know that I need to be that I need to be that shadow, right? You know, you got to be the one that that's right there, and you know, sometimes you got to go exact a little exact a little football street justice in those oh, yeah. moments. Yeah, yeah. You know, hey, listen, you, you might end up on the other sidelines. But that's okay. He ain't heavy. He's my brother. Yeah. And I know the rest of that <laughs> offensive line is ready to jump on in. Kevin Dotson was up in there, too, in the mix. You know, Mason Cole Mason Cole was right around there. And that, that's what you have Tukes to do. And Danny, I mean, yeah. That's the yeah, way it's all done. of them. You know, I got to yeah. tell you, it's so ingrained. You remember when Mason had that set, too, with Miles Garrett in Cleveland, right? Yeah. I was on the sidelines, okay? I'm down there. You know, like, you, you know, you are. And I'm like, all in the, all of a sudden, I see this thing break out. I actually took two or three steps out of the field. I'm reaching for my chin strap when I realize I'm wearing a headset. Oh, wait a minute. This isn't my yeah. fight. And I'm <laughs> that's Not that's how same. ingrained That's it same. is. No, yeah. no. This is this is yeah, dumb. Yeah. <laughs> get back, get off the yeah. field, realize you don't have a helmet. There is no chin strap. Unless I yeah, had a it's wig like, on. It's like, yeah, exactly. Like, Wolf, Wolf, just calm down. Like, yeah. Yeah. Hey, you want somebody with the rope? Like, just pull them back in, guys. Pull them back in. You know, like with the deep sea divers, like, oh, I'm yeah. low on air. Oh, yeah. Get them back up to gra- get them back up. Come on, guys, pull the line. He but, stopped swimming. <laughs> and that's, but that's how ingrained it is in us. You know what I mean? Because you, yeah. you grow up in that protect the quarterback, protect your teammate, and the enforcers on offense are your offensive linemen, or they should be. If, if, yeah. if they're not, um, then I question just really what kind of line you got there. Yeah, no, I mean, heck, I remember last year, Wolf on the sidelines, a couple times I had to, I had to like, walk myself back. Oh, yeah. You know, because we have the dotted yellow line is our, <laughs> is, our, is, our, is our line of demarcation from letting us know that we're not in the game anymore we're, we're we're just we're we are really a not a, a sideline non-combatant at this yes. point because there's a couple times i wanted to run on the field and go protect ben you know yeah. just just out of just i don't know if it's ptsd or just ingrained synaptic response that it, when you see seven hit the ground you're like whoa go get him it's, I'm like, oh, wait it's an ingrained synapt- <laughs> whatever that word is synaptic Synap- synaptic response okay yes. Yes, that that's what it is. Whatever it is that you just said. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it is, and, and you know we have to catch ourselves. And that, but that's also the beauty of being a former player, right? Right. You know, you know what that moment is. That moment has a trigger point in your mind that just turns you into autopilot. Yep. <laughs> Start swinging. You know, what I mean, exactly. And, and like, I, let exactly. me say this: James Daniels did a great job of controlling himself on the sidelines, surrounded. 
by Buffalo Bills that, you know, it, it could have turned into something really bad, but it didn't. And kudos to everybody that kept their head about it. Uh, frontier justice was levied. You know, um, retribution was, was righteous there by James Daniels. Good for him. You know, the thing I like about him, I'm watching his pass protection is really starting to really he's he's looking up with chooks pretty darn good i i some of his run blocking i see him dust a couple of big boys put them on their keister you know and this is incrementally uh they're getting better as a unit and they got to keep going with it and one of those that leads me also to be very positive and one of the things i like what matt canada is doing are those outside toss pitch and pin and pull plays you know we used to call them uh, the the toss cracks you know you toss Mm -hmm. a 28 29 crack back you can't crack back anymore but the fact is those outside toss ones where they got to pin those guys to the outside and you pull with danny moore danny moore he put somebody on his wallet man he went around there Mm -hmm. and I, i we're just a block or two from springing some big runs there yeah, and it's just all about repetition, right? Repetition. Continue to do it over and over and over again till you get good at it. And even how you describe it, Wolf, like with the trap game, the trap game takes time. I think right. a lot of these plays where you're having combination, dual, and replacement blocks, it takes time to work on that timing. Because like you said, the one where Danny does get around the edge – he boom, he 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 knocks him down, yes. right? Bowling pin style. Yep. But then there's other times where he'll get edged out or somebody will get pushed off track because a guy's coming in and the timing just wasn't exact enough and the defensive lineman gets a little bit too much penetration and knocks you off your course. So it just it takes reps. It takes time and and we're seeing it where it's like, man, oh, it's almost there. Inches away, right? Yes. But those inches away will then become, you know, right on time. As they get right those on down. target. Let me give you yeah, an example. As they get used to it. We got, we got tight end left. They got the 612. 612 is blocking down on, on uh, Von Miller, okay? Danny's got to pull around. So you're the left tackle. What's your first hurdle in being able to get out there for a left tackle? Oh, it's depth. It's depth to make right. sure that you get picked off by Von Miller or he doesn't grab your shoulder pads on the way out. So what happens as I'm watching this, 6'12 doesn't get his head across the front. Vaughn gets up the field. He bounces Danny back a couple steps. So what does that do to the path of the back? It makes him bow it out as well. There you go. He's a little wide and outside because you've now bumped off the track where he's supposed to be right right in your hip pocket. Yes. Yes. And then the bounce bounce. Yeah. So then you've got also to the outside Miles Boykin, who is picking off the second guy to the outside in the second level. Right. He's got to pin the guy and he didn't get I was surprised because one thing Miles Boykin, I really enjoyed about him. This guy goes, you know, full head of steam. He brings the lumber when he's going about to put a hit on somebody. and He whiffed on the guy on the outside. And that's one of the things. Danny got bounced back a little bit because Vaughn got up the field. That created a problem. The back is bounced back a little bit, alters his path, and you don't get the second-level guy pinned. And and those are the it's, – it's so close. I mean, if – that can break at any time. they got to keep working at that. No, you, you do. And, then, and, and also, with those reps, you figure out different ways to set your tight end up for success 
But uh, but yeah, head across the bow is like rule number one for right. a tight end. Yes. On any of those type of X blocks uh, on the outside, you've got to do that to make the crack work. Or if you need to motion the guy in, right? Mm-hmm. So say you line up Zach Gentry in the slot and you motion him in so he gets a better angle on that. I mean, there's different ways of, 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 of cutting that up to make sure that you're doing it. But you have to go through it to understand what it is, right? You have to put it on film so that you can teach it at live pace because, in, like I said, in training camp, you know, you're going to get live pace for those live periods where there's obviously seafood and top-shelf beef on the line. Ooh. But throughout practice, when those meat and bones times are coming out, mm-hmm. you know, you don't really get that full speed and, you know, Trying to replicate Von Miller week three in camp is not going to happen, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just not. It's just not going to happen. I don't care, you know, what the motivation is. Um, but it's on tape. They can now coach it. So they did it yesterday. They probably talked about Zach. Hey, Zach, listen. You know, I know you're tall. I know you're bigger than the guy that we're asking you to block. But you got to bend down and you got to throw that body across, almost yeah. like a cross body block. With a you reverse crab, I've seen it happen. Do you ever see one yep. in live action? Uh, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Is, All right. is, it, is, it, is this like an off-site betting thing that you go down by the docks? <laughs> is that what you're talking about? This My rookie year, I was watching film, 1980. Moon Mullins, the great right guard for the Steelers in the Super Bowl years, in the Super Bowl era of the 70s. He now Moon was a former, he was a tight end, they made him a guard, and he only weighed like 250. He wasn't big at all right but what he did was when he was he had to reach an onside three technique let's say in terms of today so what he did was he would go straight off you know straight ahead and then he would reverse around on all Mm. fours and do a reverse crab block that's how he'd reach a guy I mean it was it was hysterical I couldn't believe I actually saw it I mean it's like I don't know. It's like like watching my three sons. You know, it's an old time, an oldie but goldie. You know, it, yeah. it was so funny to watch Moon just come off and then he just dropped down to all fours and reverse crab. So his he's his head is in the same direction basically as the guy he's blocking, and he's on all fours. You know, if you can picture like crab blocking him sideways, it was I, it was really outstanding. And I I remember just laughing, going, I would never do that. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, and even, like, for Kevin Mawai and Olin Krutz, like, some of the stuff where they would do, they'd do the backside reach. Yeah. Um, where if a guy had leverage on them, they're running inside zone, let's say, to the to the right, and the shade is to the right. They would run around, and they would kind of slingshot themselves around the guy. Oh, yes, to where yes. He, yeah, so, I mean – not quite in all fours, like the reverse crab. Right. But they would do it at from a high level, and it was like a slingshot where they kind of grab their race and spin them yeah. uh, to get to, to regain leverage positions. So, I mean, that listen, there's all the little tricks of the trade. But, you know, <laughs> as you get older, you unlock those codes. Uh, yes. you can't You can't come out the gates as a young guy because you will get called for a penalty. You got to be an old salt, you know, <laughs> and you got to ha- you got to have got to have that in, in your repertoire. But I mean, especially with today's players, I mean, the defensive line are so much faster now oh, and man. bigger that they're always looking for leverage angles. So us as the uh, as as the big plotters, we have we we have to use things more technically sound. 
um, <laughs> to make sure that we're establishing that. Um, but yeah, the toss crack game is is a uh, is a great element because, like you said, it gets you out on the edges, gets you in open space. But like you said, timing is everything. Positioning is everything because you can't run side by side with the back in those situations. The back must be in your back hip pocket so that if you do have to pick off the inside guy, he can break to the outside. Right. Or if you are going for a kick out, he can cut back to the inside um, of those plays. So, you know, just like watching some games uh, from over the weekend. I mean, there was there were, there were some good ones in the Chargers game against the Browns. I mm-hmm. mean, the Chargers offensive line was doing a really good job of opening up holes and Austin Eckler was just running free. I think it was one of his career best games. He had 170 some, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, he was busted out of there and then of course Nick Chubb and that Cleveland offensive line, you know, also had a, had another solid day for them, you know, uh between Chubb and Hunt. So I mean, there there are there are examples of it when you get that chemistry going it can it can just provide some great things for you. But uh, Wolf, I'm gonna do it again. Let's do Timekeeper Max. That's Timekeeper right. Max here. We are going to break right now. But before we go to break, I want to remind you: if you're near a smart speaker, and you're not near a real radio speaker. You can talk to Alexa. Guess what Alexa could do for you? She can put this show and any of our SNR shows on your smart speaker live and in real time action. All you have to do is say, "Hey, Alexa." Put on SNR Radio on iHeart, and she'll do the rest. It's that simple. It's like having your own personal assistant. You know what I'm saying? That 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 can get you all the Steelers Nation radio you can handle, and you can access that on that Alexa device. Uh, I would have said, I almost said Google, which I know is a, is a, is a boo boo. <laughs> it's Alexa. It's Amazon. But uh, when we come back, we're going to continue to talk about the Steelers. We're going to talk about chemistry and talk about new opportunities for guys here. In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on SNR and ESPN Radio. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Allen stays in the shotgun, and he's going to do the shovel pass. And the ball comes out at the goal line. Steelers pick it up, and they're running in the end zone. And that's Josh Jackson who had the ball, and that'll be called Miles Jack with the hit at the goal line as the shovel pass went to Quentin Morris, and the Steelers have the football. Max, we're talking about things that uh, we know now after five games, things that have stood out to us and kind of kicking around. One of them is Miles Jack, and Miles Jack has not disappointed, not at all. You know, they brought this guy in for a purpose, and I know that, um, you know, the defensively speaking, they still got issues. They got to work them out, but Miles Jack is not has not been a disappointment at all. Absolutely not. I mean, listen, Miles Jack has been jacking people up. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's yes. what he that's what he he brings to the table. It's just he is a fierce and solid tackler. He's he's there to meet you in the hole, but he's also there to escort you in the backfield to the ground. And uh and I think Miles Jack has just been one of those guys, he's been a bright spot, the linebacking position for us has really brought and elevated I think Devin Bush's game. I think Devin Bush has grown a lot from being around Miles Jack being similar too, yes. style of 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 linebacker builds and 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 skill sets 
it's kind of showed him what he can unlock within himself. So I think it, it, it's coming along um, in a lot of those situations. Um, you know, because we talked about last week just, you know, with the spy capabilities, I thought Miles was doing his best. But like you said, once you give up those big explosive plays downfield, it's tough for him to really be effective, you know, if there, if, if it's not a close tight game and the running game is is more of an emphasis. I mean, the game was clearly in the air for – the Buffalo Bills, and so you know the, he didn't get he didn't get to his ten tackle you know standard that that I mean he set for himself um, you know the first first couple weeks of this season, but he's still very effective. He knows how to get guys lined up, and he's also a guy who's going to provide you know that spark and that leadership at the linebacker position outside of just being. Um, you know, uh, it just being Cam Hayward having to lead the front seven. Yeah. You know, I mean, here's the thing about it. You watch this young man, and he is able to run. He runs so very well for an inside linebacker and for a guy that, what is he, in six, seven years, something like that? Uh, yeah. This is a guy that, uh, you know, he's he's got – he's in that age where, you know, it's that's getting up there for an inside linebacker, but he is – one of these guys, you watch his footwork when he's in pass coverage. You watch him when he steps up to to make a play on the inside. He's got a little bit of Larry Foote's, uh, you know, that uh, that samurai sixth sense, when to shoot your gun, boom, and fill that gap and do so with power and with leverage. And I, I, I admire what I've seen thus far. I, I like watching him play. The guy's got just under 30 tackles to date, but he – he competes hard at the point of attack, and he, he, I, I watch him, I, and he, sometimes he mystifies me the way he gets off blocks with some of those big, heavy hoofers, you know, those big 330-pound pachyderms that are playing guard and, and offensive tackle in there, and how he gets off some of those blocks, I, it just, I, I shake my head, you know, because he, it looks like he's going to get locked up, and no, he, he gets off, off those blocks. He disengages very well. Yeah, no, he he does. I mean, and, <clears throat> sorry about that. Um, you know, our, you know, as a former running back, he provides that kind of instinctual nature about him. Like he can feel what an offense is trying to do, and he can react accordingly. Right. And and that's something that's special um, when you talk about guys who cross over positions, especially Miles Jack. Like most guys we talk about are usually you know, high school guys, right, that I was a running back, linebacker in high school, and then when I got to college I had to declare, no, 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 this guy was a high-level college player <laughs> right. that was playing both sides, almost like a Mark Robinson, who, who obviously has been a healthy scratch because of our, our linebackers are doing well. Um, it's something to change over in college. Like, there's a level of sophistication and knowledge that's additionally acquired um, when you do it at the collegiate level at, at a Power 5 program and then you're asked to make that switch, you got some more innate skills. Um, and, and I think that, that has bode well for his career because, you know, you're talking about high volume, hundreds, hundreds of tackles a year by Miles Jack when you bring him in um, because he just he has that sense and that's what makes him, you know, special. I mean, injuries held him back early in his career. Because um, he took that nasty injury in the bowl game and that that sideline things for him and mm -hmm. start of his NFL career, but you can see now injuries are not an issue, speed is not an issue, violence is not an issue, impact, right, uh, causing moments 
are not are, are not foreign to him. He welcome he welcomes and embraces the suck of it all, right? Yes. But he's gonna he's he's gonna deliver more than he's going to receive. I can promise you that. Yeah, I would agree with you. And again, I think that uh, Devin Bush has benefited from playing alongside him. I think Robert Spillane has benefited from playing alongside him. I think Miles Jack is another guy that uh, is a voice in the locker room, a solid veteran, and a guy that um, a lot of a lot of hopes have been pinned on. And he is he's not disappointed us in that in that sense at all. And so I appreciate his efforts thus far. Next, next thing I want to talk about, Max, was the next man up only works until you have to scramble for the next. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. A- absolutely. Let me just set the All stage right. for this for you, and then I want to hear your comments. Akella Witherspoon, he goes down. Levi Wallace goes down. Cam Sutton goes down. Terrell Edmonds go down. We've got a secondary pandemic because Minka is nicked up, you know, um, of the out of the fifteen practice squad members, all right. There's fifteen they they they're carrying right at this moment. Fully one third or five of them are either defensive backs or safeties. It's like we got to run on secondary members here, my friend. L- listen, down goes Frazier. <laughs> down goes Frazier. I mean, it it, it is it, it is something. I wish I could channel you know and Howard Cosell in right. these moments because. Yeah, we, we are down bad. I mean, the fly swatter's out, man, and those, those are the flies, right? That's yes. The, the no-fly zone um, moniker is, is, is being tested right now. You've got to have DBs. And when we talked to Terrell Austin, right, the preseason, in camp on the sidelines, he was like, listen, you, it's not enough to carry two really good DBs. You've got to carry three yes. so that you have two. Well, what happens when all three are down and yep. you're scrambling for the next one? So it, it, it's tough right now, you know, but for all intents and purposes, you think you'll get Terrell Edmonds back this week. Um, he was doing the warm-ups with the team pregame. There you go. Um, in Buffalo, so you think that that's a, that's a good bright spot. But, yeah, I mean, you know, not having Cam Sutton available uh, with that groin hamstring. Of course, Akella Witherspoon still dealing with, with, with his injury. You know, you just you hope guys can come back and Levi Wallace is in concussion protocol. So, yeah, I mean, you know, Josh Jack, like I said, Josh Jackson and uh, the other kid, I don't know the kid's first name, but Riley, you know, were 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 suited up and dressed for Sunday, and that you know they had to play, and then you know a lot of stress on Trey Norwood as a young guy who shows a lot of potential, had a lot of jump from year one to year two in camp. Now been being put to task, you know, and Miles Killebrew having to have a bigger role. Um, I think all of these things are are things you deal with. This is the attrition of the season, right? Mm-hmm. This is this is just kind of par for the course. You know, when you've got injuries, they come in bunches. They don't they don't they don't leak in individually. So the defense has taken some hits, but I really feel like they can continue to um, you know to grow. And like you said. That's where the pass rush and guys on the defensive line have to do their best to help that back in because you know that when they're healthy, they're going to help you out um, in some crunch situations where you're not at your best. Well, you think about it, Josh Jackson even. All right, they just brought him up from the practice squad. He was in position on uh, Khalil Shakir's what 24 or 30-yard uh, pass, uh, TD pass. He was right there. Yeah. He was just maybe a couple fingers short of dislodging that ball. On that, you know, the frustration. I mean, you're all the way down to a guy that, 
you know, he had to call up from the practice squad, and that guy was inches from making the play. I keep thinking about you, what you were talking about the other day when you're saying we are so close, you know, with the opportunities that given a few inches here or there either way, you know, it could have completely changed that game or the game before that, you know, with, with the toe drags and such. Um, you know, you got to hang tight because you understand that a lot of times when things are going against you, eventually they'll kind of start going for you if you keep the faith, if you keep working hard, and you keep your nose to the grindstone. And right now, it's the best thing the Steelers can do is grind. Just keep grinding. Yeah, no, that, that's the biggest thing. And you know what we're going to do, Wolf? What are we going to do? We're going to grind? We're going to keep grinding on the other side of this break. Okay. That's what we're going to keep on doing. We're going to keep grinding away at, at a football Tuesday in preparation for the Mike Tomlin press conference uh, that will be coming up right after our show here on SNR. So please continue to stay tuned for our last segment, and of course, the Tomlin presser here in the locker room with Wolf and Starks on SNR and ESPN Radio. is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Bud Dupree's on the field, third and 10 at the 43. Brady communicates and audible, left and right. He's got receivers everywhere. Lewis to his side, steps up in the pocket, starts to run, and down he goes. Bud Dupree ran right up his back and hauled him down at the 43-yard line. That's going to be a sack for Dupree of 42 because it's a loss of one. You know, Max, ever since um, James Harrison put the kibosh on a couple of guys, uh, you know, and the NFL seemed to make that uh, culture change, an abrupt U-turn, you know, in in the culture of hitting. Um, You know, it seems that they've gone ever more to protecting the quarterbacks now and the, the proliferation of all the, the night games and, and having the headliners and wanting to protect the quarterbacks to make sure that they're not getting hurt in that. But do you think they're oversteering the car in the wake of uh, Tua Tungavailoa, you know, having the issues with the concussions and then coming back out and protecting the quarterbacks? Because Grady Jackson, you know, we just heard a Tom Brady uh, highlight, but Grady Jackson from the Falcons – Last weekend, uh, a week before this past weekend, I believe it was, or was it? Yeah, maybe this past weekend. Yeah, yeah. yeah when Grady he, when he, Jarrett, Grady oh, Jarrett for the oh, for did the was Falcons. it? Yeah, Grady Jack is the old lineman. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got it all backwards. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, no, you got the Grady right. I got I knew, the Grady. I knew, we, I knew we where got you were. There. Okay, thank you, brother. Yeah. Thank you. So he puts he puts the 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 Tom Brady down on his keister, right? But it was it was a, a rather gentle, you know, sack as far as sacks go, and he gets penalized. Are you concerned at all that they're oversteering the car in the wake of Tua? No, I, I think they are oversteering the car because it. You just you just referenced the Grady Jarrett one. Well, Frank Clark had the same thing happen to him last night against okay. Derek Carr. Yeah, he went he went for a sack, and as he landed on you know as he took him to the ground, his full weight landed on him, and he stripped the ball away uh, from Derek Carr. In that moment, and that got that was a third down, you know, game changing type of play that got taken away in in the heat of the game. So, you know, I listen. I'm all for safety, and I'm all for protecting a quarterback. But at the same time, you're starting to erode the line of what is roughing the passer and what isn't roughing the passer. 
in a lot in a lot of those a lot of those situations and now it's become more objective than subjective right this right. line the the line is 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 so gray that it's not even a line i feel like you know it needs to be more black and white and like you said <clears throat> you can't fault a guy what else is a guy supposed to do when you have a guy in the clutches there's an opportunity to take that guy down it's it's almost like okay hold on hold on I'm going to bear hug him. Can somebody bring the bed out? I need, I need a queen-size pillow-top mattress. <laughs> no, 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 not a king-size. That's too big. No, twin's too small. I need a queen. I told you guys. Sealy. Posturepedic. I put it over there behind the bench. Bring it over here so I can then lay him down gently for the sack. No. This is a violent game. This is a gladiatorial game. Contact is inevitable. And I get you don't want it to be excessive, but you're being excessive in defining the excessiveness. That, that does make sense, right? I'm totally rolling with you. Okay, Absolutely. okay. But th- that's where it's like, this does, this doesn't look like the game. Like, what are you supposed to do? What makes a quarterback defenseless? Because he's about to pass the ball and his eyes are looking downfield and not on the guy about to hit him? And he can't curl up into a ball? You know, I, 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 th- that's where it just it bothers me with some of these rules because you take away some of – the implicit natural reactions of this game. And now you have guys being more cautious, Yep. you know, and, and it allows guys, they're going to hesitate on how you can hit a guy. It's different if a guy is taking a cheap shot at the legs of a quarterback as he's delivering a pass, right? You know, where you're, you're aiming for his knees. You're not going for a wrap tackle and you happen to be falling like, you know, or you're, you're, you're intentionally trying to headbutt a guy as you take him down. Right. Or if a guy's in the clutches and you're spinning and you're and you got your full, you know, grip around him and you're trying to take him in to try and separate his show. Those are all intentional acts. But if it's playing the game in a natural motion, that's where I have a problem about how they're calling this, because the Grady Jarrett one was clear um, on Tom Brady. And then the one last night against Derek Carr was clear and the referees you know, blue in, in in opposition of that. And in fact, did you did you see how long the fan, the fans were booing for? I want to say about ten minutes. I mean, they booed the refs for like ten minutes straight. And then and and uh and, and um Kansas City hits a field goal. They cheer for like five seconds and go back, and then to they booing. go right back to booing. <laughs> it was it was it was amazing. But I was in agreement with them in that moment. Right. And I'm an offensive guy. I'm all for safety. I'm all for having protections on quarterbacks because you don't want to have what happened to Tua happen to other guys. But at the same time, you can't also put kick gloves and put guys in bubble wrap as well and expect them to play at a high level because you're going to get yelled at by your coach for not going hard. Well, not only that, you can't legislate all injurious situations out of a violent game such as football, okay? Yeah. At, At its heart. I mean, one of the greatest things, one of the things that attracted you and me to it, I, I know both from, from conversation, is the violence. That's what attracts the young guys to this great game that is football. You enjoy that. You want that. Yeah, you want safety and everything else. But at the same time, there's there's got to be some mitigating factors where you have uh, the ability to play this game as it was intended. And I, I, I'm afraid that they keep, encroaching upon that line and pretty soon you know football you make a good salary because if anybody could do it they would do it right 
But the fact is, not everybody can do it. But if you keep watering it down, that's things are going to change. Listen, listen, we're we're, we're going to be a, we're going to playing NFL flag, yeah. you know, when it comes down to it. Um, but you know, Wolf, this has been a great day to oh, talk yes. about. But tomorrow we will actually be talking about the Mike Tomlin presser, which is coming up forthcoming. Good point. And also. We'll have practice, so we will be officially on to uh, on to Buccaneers um, come tomorrow time. But um, we want to continue to break this down as we hear more um, things, media availabilities. Um, I want to encourage if you missed any of the show today, make sure you go to Steelers mobile app. Make sure you go to iHeartRadio or wherever else you get podcasts. You can download this show right here, as well as the standard Steelers Blitz, Godfather, Steelers Week in Review, Mike Tomlin Game Podcast, and our whole lineup of SNR. Uh, content right there on all of those social social podcasting platforms, I think is, is what I'm going to change it to now. Um, <laughs> but thank you guys for listening in today. You've been in the locker room with Craig Wolfley over there, the Wolfman. I'm Max Starks, and of course, the rest of our ninjas and engineering crew back there, Wesley Euler and company. We'll be back tomorrow for more In the Locker Room. Take care. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.